coffee dogs? Yeah, my coffee dogs. I like that. Confidently insecure. <laughs> and they're my confidants. That's cute. Uh, we're back, baby. Woo! I've got Jasmine Robbins here again for another fun episode of Hoes Throughout History. I feel like we need a song to sing. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 hoes. <laughs> and we've made it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we also just did a workout together this morning. <laughs> So we are tired. Honestly, I tried to do this laying down, then <laughs> sat up for y'all. So please appreciate this. Please, let's all take a moment of silence <laughs> for Jasmine's <laughs> fucking laziness. Um, yeah, we worked uh, out this morning. That was, was thanks hard. for coming. Yeah. I and, we and we have tomorrow. <laughs> I really liked you being there, though. Yeah, it was better. It feels like I have it's not so regular. Like it feels like I have purpose. Yeah. And it's like fun. It's like your friends and there. It's like fun. Cause our friends there and we gang up on the instructor, which is um, preferable. <laughs> um, this week on hoes throughout history. Let me tell you a little bit how this works. I have researched a famous hoe in history that we have not heard about. Do you think you might ever like, what if you know one of these stories one week? I doubt I will. I feel like in history, I don't remember shit about Dick except for Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1942. Not 19. <laughs> I was like, isn't it 1492? So see, I don't know shit. So well, this now look it really up. Helpful. I'm, I'm oh, Columbus. 1492. 1492. Yeah, yeah. First voyage. Yeah. Um, so I'll this week. Fuck, no, we don't need to know. Columbus no, we don't want to know about him. That is the opposite of what the show is. Yeah. We are taking an iconic hoe throughout history and we are telling her story. I'm going to tell the story to Jasmine. We're going to comment. We're going to relate it to real life. It's fun. It's flirty. It's sexy. And we have our first sponsor <gasps> of the podcast but we want to save that we want to save that for a middle like climactic moment mm. no pun intended you'll see why later um <laughs> but let's get fucking started shall we yeah Brr, can you sing your song again for me thank you um i want to give a little bit of credit to wikipedia where i got most of this information and a couple other articles uh they will be linked in bio but this week jasmine we are telling the story about a hoe named Julie de Abney. Okay. <laughs> I think it's spelled de ab de ab how would you say that? Dabney. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It's French. Okay. AKA Madame Mupon or Mademoiselle Mupon or uh referenced as uh, La Pon, La, La Mupon from here on out. She I had a couple of aliases. I stand your voice <laughs> being that low. <laughs> Madame Lupin. Madame. Like, Madame are you okay? <laughs> Can I tell you guys something funny Jasmine said earlier? It was the funniest thing I've ever heard her say in the time that I've been <laughs> friends with her. We were talking about getting a task rabbit for her, which is an app where you can hire, pe hire people to do things for you. And <laughs> she had never used it before. No. And so she's looking through TaskRabbit where you can hire someone to do literally anything like hang shelves for you, reorganize your closet. And there was a guy on there who was, a, you know, a professional organizer. And she shows me his picture and goes, what is this guy going to reorganize my insides? <laughs> 
he was very attractive and not someone not like I ex- I just didn't know what to think about or what to expect and you this man was expecting him this be. man was fine and I don't think I maybe being too stereotypical here but I would have not thought a guy that looked like him was a professional organizer, organizer. exactly I think I said organizer whatever we're not here for that we're here <laughs> for Julie Dabney aka Mademoiselle Mupon. You- <laughs> Kelsey, I swear. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Starting out the story. Born in 1673 in France. Okay. And I put a note here that I feel like a lot of bad bitches don't come from France in my mind because so many people from France in history feel like foo-foo, like uh, Marie Antoinette. Even though yeah. Marie Antoinette was, you know, not regular. But I feel like there's yeah. never... This is like a bad bitch tale okay i'm like one of the fanciest countries i don't think i even remember this story well why would you well i don't know i don't know you've never heard it I'm, that's it, what i'm saying have i no. you're sure yes. okay or would you have i don't know oh my god i should probably make sure you don't know anything about these before i, I don't believe you. i know this okay so uh Julie Duobni, a.k.a. Madame Mupon's uh, dad's name was Gaston Duogni, which is like a Disney character fucked a croissant. Yeah. And her dad was the secretary to the horse of Louis XIV, the king. So he was the secretary to a horse. What does that even mean? Do you run errands? <laughs> you take notes? <laughs> answer phone calls i'm guessing that i feel like maybe he just has like the horse on standby at all times and like appointments brushes it (laughs) braids its mane maybe and like cleans Cleans it exactly uh we have no info on her mom which like let's come back to that and see if that like bites her in the ass with mommy issues spoiler alert it probably does are you checking your phone no i was just didn't you do this last time i was just seeing what time it is my god okay shit so, uh, Madame Mupon, Le Mupon, was very mature for her age and had learned a lot by hanging out with the court pages, who were all boys. Okay. Uh, because her dad had access to working for the kings and royalty and shit, and so he got his daughter in there to learn what the pages learned. So she basically learned, like, dancing, reading, drawing, and fencing along the male pages and dressed as a boy from an early age. Jasmine's making a sinister smile. You know smile I love right this. Uh, like, first of all, what a bunch of extra extracurricular ass activities for yeah. those times. Like, I think you were just trying to survive and not have the plague right. back then, let alone become like a varsity censor. Yeah. So uh, many people couldn't even like read back then, but she was reading as fuck. She was drawing as fuck. And then she was fencing like Arya Stark because apparently she became a better sword person than all of the page boys very quickly. Mm. Not to mention the androgyny. I mean, this will obviously be very important later. Cough, cough. (gasps) Does it get gay? is a queer Oh my gosh. (laughs) I, oh, I'm so excited. I told you this was going to be a good one. Oh, yes. Okay. So it gets a little sad first, as most of these stories back in history do. So she was a mistress to a count, 
uh, by the age of only 14. Oh, no. And his name was Count Darmanac, and he was, like, married, but uh, La Mupan was the mistress. And some say mistress, like, some of the sites say she was a mistress, but, like, some say, you know, she was getting, like... You know, like statutory rape. Oh, you know, no. Like age of 14. Wait, what's a mistress? A mistress is like your side hoe. So even if you're married and you're in a committed relationship, you're like my secret side hoe. Yeah, so wouldn't she be, wouldn't it be statutory no matter what? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like in our times, but I think back then it was like, was she doing it willingly? We don't oh, know. Okay, like, was she okay. just trying to be sneaky, like sexually awoken at that age or was like some sketchy shit happening? We okay. don't know. Uh, but this count uh, had her married off to a man named Sue de Maupin of St. Germain. Blah, mm. blah, blah. Who cares? And the only reason why he married her off was because she needed to have status of being a married woman or else he, the count didn't think she would get to go very far in life. So, like, she didn't really actually marry this guy So for he love. was like, I'm not marrying you, obviously. Yeah, because I'm... <laughs> in a, are you crying? No, I just yawned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, these it's early sad. morning workouts are, like, really hard on Talking me. Talking with you? Yeah. my microphone. I'm there we go yeah no we're trying to be awake for you guys <laughs> um really trying here. Okay, so so she got married and that's where she got the nickname la mupon like or, or maupin we're not really sure it's french i'm gonna call her mupon sorry <laughs> historians if that's not the right way to say her name i don't care um so she gets married off but then some say literally the day after she got married to this guy he went off to the north of France to get a job as like a accountant. And okay. she was like, good, bye. I got your last name and that's all I wanted. Yeah. She only just wanted to get married anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So she stayed in the South of France with the count and the count kept her in Paris for his own purposes. Like he still was like, I don't want my side hoe to be too far. Right. Um, but I have like a little bit of a problem with this because there's so much of like other men deciding her future. I mean, that's how it was. Yeah. That's how it was. Like the count that that's not even her dad. No. Like that's where's what, her fucking dad? Where is her this? dad? That's weird. She's 14. I have a theory that maybe the dad was like, Ooh, you're hanging out with a count. He's like royalty. Like I want the best for What's you. What's a life. count? I only knew Count Chocula, which is like... Or Dracula, the, yeah. Or Dracula, so I'm not really sure, but he's like royalist. Oh, okay. I, like the royal vampire? Maybe he invented cereal back then. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, I would love that. That history. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on next toes out history. <laughs> so she gets married, but then this count is like, nah, I want you to stay here in Paris and be my own plaything, even though you're already married and I'm married. Like... At this point, I feel like Julie Mapon is like, yeah, men are kind of trash at this yeah. point. Like, I feel like she's kind of like, I'm not in control of my own life, yada, yada, yada. But just wait. This count will come back later in the story. Oh, but like, let's put a pause on him. Okay. So she was about 17 when La Maupin got involved with an assistant fencing master. And his name was Serrans. And Serrans is not your typical stay in the shadows type of assistant coach of fencing. He was 
a bad boy. Really? Like, this gave La Mupon her first taste of, like, the criminal gang gang life because Saran's was a wanted man. Oh. Can you guess why he was wanted? Well, he was a wanted man, but was also teaching people how to fence. Yeah, it was, like, low-key. He was, like, wanted. No, I can't guess. Because most criminals, you know they're criminals. Yeah. Well, he has a sword with him. Oh, he was stabbing people? Yeah, he was, like, stabbing bitches on the side. Oh. So he was wanted. Like women? No, men. Like illegal duels. What? Yeah. So it was illegal to do a duel back then unless it was like, (laughs) I guess, public and announced and had a purpose. Oh. So it's not a big deal. But (laughs) what is is the first place you would look for a fencing criminal is like a fencing assistant <laughs> wouldn't that be the first but place you like would what? maybe that's why he was an assistant because he was like i'm gonna hide yeah. under the guise of like my coach and not maybe. be too much in the forefront that's funny that's really funny <laughs> um so he was a bad boy and was wanted and he like i also was like is fencing as dangerous now as what it was back then? Because, like, weren't the swords covered with, like, a little pointy plastic and you can't, like, hurt somebody? I truly have only seen fencing, like, on the parent trap. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't dangerous. Like, I didn't know you could kill bitches by fencing. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, depending on the protection, right? I guess. Yeah. Okay, so he was a fence killer, whatever. Um, so they did not cover the needles back then. He killed a man. Police are looking for him. So he takes La oh, Malpan. He killed somebody. Yeah. He killed someone. And he's like, we got to skedaddle out of Paris. Let's go to Marseille, which is also in France and like really not that far. So I was like, how bad was he trying to escape? Did evade? you just go there? Yeah, I did go to Marseille for a day. Did you? I did. How was it? It did was you, fine. Did you fence? No. Hmm. I just caught a train and my bus driver was so hot, but that's not important. Mm. So on the road south to Marseille, or Marseille, depending on how you say it, <laughs> depending on how it's you spelled. Marseille it, M-A-R-S-E-I-L-L-E. Oh, never mind. <laughs> so on the way to Marseille, Le Maupin and Serrans made a living by giving fencing exhibitions and singing, mm. which was another talent she had learned in childhood. They did this like singing and fencing show in taverns. And One at, of a kind. <laughs> at local fairs, like some real carny-ass performance theater shit. Wow. And while traveling and performing in these improv shows, La Mupan dressed in male clothing but did not conceal her sex. So she was like an androge queen. Oh. We don't know exactly what male clothing was considered to be like back then because yeah. men kind of dressed a little bit femme with wigs and makeup and shit back then too. But we know she was rebellious. That's all yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah. At one show, a man refused to believe she was really a woman because she was simply too good with her fencing skills. So in front of a crowd, she took off her blouse and shook her titties at them and said, you decide. Ooh. <laughs> she was like, oh, really? You don't think I'm a woman? You decide. You Hear me, Rory. Hear my boobs. Listen here. That's wow. pretty ballsy. Very. So, once she got to Marseille, she decided to join an opera company because she was so good at singing. Okay. So, when she's not singing, like, full-time in this opera company, she's getting kind of bored with Mm Serrans. And I like to think it's because 
when she joined the opera, it's like joining musical theater and musical theater opens up like all the gabies to like yeah. queer light. I mean, like I know it did for me for sure. Mm. Were you in musical theater at all? No, you weren't. No. Oh my God. I feel like that's like the in for a lot of, a lot of queer kids in high school. Oh, sports were that for us. Oh, you were volleyball. Yeah. Which I feel like is all a the lesbians. Lesbo mm-hmm. and softball. Uh, yeah. And basketball. Honestly, anything where there's girls, there's lesbians. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> um, I thought of this like so much. Sh- so at five thirty in the morning that I was like, why is gay culture and musical theater so intertwined? And it's like a bit stereotypical of me, but here's the answer. According to Google, um, James Finn from medium says in the early days of theater, uh, theater people, uh, they were different. They weren't like tolerated, like normal society members. The theater had roots in tropes of low class wanderers who were often socially unacceptable. They were like, you gay, you out. Yeah. So like actors and even professional musicians were seen as rather more like a little shady and well-born polite people didn't even associate that with them. So we see celebrities now as like, Oh my God, the creme de la creme. But like back in the day, only a couple centuries ago, people were like, these people are queer trash. Wow. Interesting. Right. Huh. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Well, I always thought of um, musical theater as like a gay guy thing. More than like, uh, yeah, I guess I could see that. Well, I feel like the audience is really gay men. Like the following is gay men. That's what I feel like gay men love musical theater. (laughs) That is true. Not a stereotype. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Um, okay. So anyway, back to our girl, La Maupan. Uh, she's getting bored with her old fencing buddy, probably because she's so much better at slaying in a sword than he is, and falls in love with a woman. Ooh, and it. I feel like this is a really good time to take a quick pause. Oh. Um, because what happens next with her story, you truly won't fucking believe. So you're going to want to stay tuned while I read our first ad. Jasmine, Woo! can I tell you a tell little me. bit about a product called ho to go oh my gosh tell me kelsey what a better pro what like better product could be sponsoring this episode of hoes throughout history than the product ho to go that is number two go h-o number two go.co you're probably wondering what is ho to go jasmine uh let me tell you it is a bag (laughs) That every hoe should have. First of all, it's so cute. It's, it's in a this, really like, cute fucking bag. What did you, What do you describe this as? This metallic? Color? metallic? No, holographic? Hollow. It's like a metallic hollow bag that says hoe to go uh-huh. on it. And it carries everything you would need for a night not staying at your own place. It's cute. So we're talking one night stands. We're talking bachelorette parties. We're talking birthday gifts. We're talking Valentine's Day. We're talking I keep it when I go on airplanes. Mm. This is like my airplane bag. Oh, that's cute. And let me tell you a little bit about what's inside. You've got a pair of sandals to take off your heels when you're done being a little giraffe ass hoe with your heels. Yes. You get a bag that you can put your clubbing clothes in Mm -hmm. so that you can change into your leggings that you can pick your size and your soft ass hoe to go t-shirt you're also included with a velour jewelry patch so that you can take off your big hoops wow right 
And you also get a pair of sunglasses. Big sunglasses. For when you're kind of hungover and you have to go walking to your car the next morning. <gasps> you also get a towelette deodorant that you can use on your poonanny for when you have all that sex because you're a hoe. A hair tie and Advil. Yes. And you also get a handy dandy little hoe to go toothbrush. Is that what this is? Yes. With oh, toothpaste. Oh, oh, wow. So you literally have everything this you is, need. This is really cute. I know. Isn't it? So it's everything you need for a night out when you're not sleeping at home, whether you're going to go be a little slut slut and need to do a walk of pride the next morning. Yeah. Or if you're just traveling and you need like a cute little bag to change into some comfy stuff i mean like i said it's great as a gift too it's only 30 dollars. that's a that's like a cute gift honestly the bag alone i would pay 30 dollars for because it's such a cute little oh and you get chapstick <gasps> i didn't see that look at this cute little chapstick it's like the size of a little tampon mm-hmm. um where you can get it you can follow them on instagram at ho the number two go dot co or if you want to buy it you can get it at ho number two go dot co and you can use a very exclusive special discount for all of our confidants you can get 10 percent off using the code ho yeah spelled h-o-y-e-a-h ho yeah how to go go get it yo i love it okay i'm gonna put this over here that's really cute it is really cute i'll give you this one if you want Thanks. it you're welcome let's get back to our current hoe that we've been talking about yes la mupan she's officially queer she falls in love with a woman love it what happens next like i said you won't fucking believe it's been pretty mm. basic shit. She falls in love with a woman, so she struggles with her identity, goes back into the closet, and dates men for the rest of her life. Half right. Okay. Um, so Maupan, whatever her name is, falls in love with a woman who is charmed by her opera ass fighting sword slinging shit. No shit. But the girl that she falls in love with, who we never have we never get this woman's name. Do you want to name her? Um No. <laughs> Okay, we're just going to call her girl. Mm -hmm. The girl's family never knows that she's queer. Go figure. So as soon as they find out that she's seeing Mupan, they quickly pack her off to a fucking covenant. No. Which just screams gay conversion therapy. Yeah, yeah. So La Mupan followed her to this covenant (gasps) and entered the covenant taking holy vows pretending to be a nun oh so she went undercover as a nun she went fucking undercover for punan like you have to be super duper in love to follow a chick into conversion therapy yeah and to you know that's honestly like bold but smart and committed no one's gonna guess the nun (laughs) And you're surrounded by women. Yeah. Who are not getting laid, so. And they're gay. They're all gay. They're all gay. Because they're for Jesus, but they're actually gay. No, but if they're going there for like, if they're being sent there for conversion therapy, then. So you're, it's literally like. literally there with gay people. What a dream. Yeah. And hopefully she can stop. What's happening? What's happening? Well, Jazz, I'm glad you brought that up because she sure does try to stop it all from happening. 
in order to be in l- with her lover yeah. uh, to out of this covenant, one night after an elderly nun died, the pair stole that nun's body. So my alarm bells are going off. Like, hold on. We just went from like a cute little love story <laughs> to like psychopathic tendencies real quick. Like, I'd like to think they stole the body, not because they killed her, but just because they like happened upon a dead nun, right? Um, I might need a little bit more to the story. Why, sorry, why? Where where'd they take it? They took the body and put it in the bed of the girl so people wouldn't know she was missing. Mmm, that's pretty literal. <laughs> <laughs> um, questionable. But still for love. For love. So anyway, they take... So what? They Where did they hide her during the day? So they put the body... Well, here's the thing. They put the body in the bed, and then they lit the whole covenant on fire. <laughs> what? Why did they need to set the dead nun on fire? Why did they need to put the nun there anyway? Like, do one or the other. Either put the nun in the bed and then run, or just set the whole thing on fire. Do you think they set the nun there to be like yeah we saw her in the bed i don't know like if any witnesses were like we saw well did you see her and she was like yeah she was asleep oh like maybe they faked her death oh but (gasps) wouldn't you all sketchy all very sketchy but we're all gonna say like it was for love right so then these two were on the run for three months on some real bonnie and clyde shit but just bonnie and bonnie and in their (laughs) absence Mopan was blamed for setting the fire because they obviously like couldn't find her. Yeah. And she was sentenced to death by a court. Uh, but you know, she's on the run run. So she's like, I don't care. You can sentence me to death. You can't find me. Like come and catch me. Yeah. But the judge, are these your teeth? No, that's my retainer. Oh, Oh my God. Have you never seen this? No, this is my like, Oh, that's the one I thought retainer. I broke. Yeah. You thought you Let broke my teeth. Let me see your teeth. They're, they're, they're also just as replica. good. Well, it's yeah. an exact replica of my teeth. Wow. It's just built up an inch higher so that my jaw doesn't um, compress on the nerves. Why did I never knew that? Because I just got them the other day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on while I put my teeth back in like I was an 80-year-old like, woman. fuck, those teeth are so good. Uh-uh. They look like real teeth, right? The, 100%. But I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I know. I like, to Not like your teeth it. were ever bad. No, but I they're, was just they, like, they're an exact replica holy of my shit. actual teeth. Like yeah. you take molds and everything. Does it hurt? No. It feels exactly like teeth. And you can eat with them? <gasps> Revolutionary, right? Go off. <laughs> okay. So Mupan uh, is like, you can sentence me to death. I don't care. Like do whatever you want. I'm on the run. But here's the thing. The judge that sentenced her to death sentenced her under the name Sir Mupon because the judge didn't believe that a woman could do such a crime. Uh, I've heard that before in like old times. Which is hilarious to me because the the judge is like, let's just give them a neutral ass like Sir pronoun rather than going like madam or so maestro or whatever so what happened oh i'm glad you asked i shall keep going yeah uh so she's like uh on the run and she continues her escapades into the countryside and we don't know why but apparently the girl her lover was returned to her family Uh, so either she went on her own and was like i can't handle you 
baddie like you set fire like you find out your ex is a little cry cry yeah or maybe the girlfriend was caught but mm. all we know is that she went back to the family and Mopan is on her own again oh. so now she's back in men's clothing and uh she bumps literally into a man on the street called de albert de albert de albert okay. who apparently was an important son of a duke who challenged her to a duel not realizing she was female because she ran into him on the street okay so it's like those guys outside of the club that's like bro did you just fucking run into me yeah did you just shoulder check me bro and he's yeah. like i'm gonna fucking duel you right now okay so she was like Ugh, okay fine watch me go off on this duel and she takes a needle and fully stabs him in the shoulder and is like bitch i told you i could beat you a needle like her needle, her needle point thing. Weird. Her sword. Oh. Her sword. I thought you meant on the other Needle like, is <laughs> the name of Arya Stark's sword. So I think I just went with that. Okay. So not only did she beat him by putting a sword through his shoulder, she nursed him back to hell <gasps> and then was like, look, dude, we don't need to be enemies. Let's be friends. Yeah. And so they became best friends over that. Okay. So some people say that they might have been like fucking around together. But she basically was like, I'm going to befriend you so that you can see that women can be the best swords people of all For time. For sure. Um, so it seems like at this point, like our girl's got kind of a heart, right? Yeah. Like, how old do you think she is? Oh, I'm glad you asked because literally my next sentence is, by the way, all of this is still happening in the same year that she left Saran's. So she had just turned 18 by the time all of this had happened. What? So she figured out she was a lesbian mm -hmm. or bisexual mm -hmm. or pans. Okay. We, anything. She's an androge. Anything other than straight. Who's stabbing bitches left and right. Easy. And set a fire. May or may not have killed a nun and put the body and then set a fire to the covenant. Did people die in that? I don't know, but I'm going to guess. Yeah. Probably. So she's like, she's been through it. Uh, yeah, but a little bit her own fault. her own fault. <laughs> she's fucking wild, and it only gets crazier. Really? So she's with you know the Duke's son, the her best friend De, De and or De Albert. I was gonna say De Andre. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> she's with De Albert, and De Albert's in uh, the military. So he's like, I gotta go. You do your own thing. I gotta go into the military. And so okay. once again, Mupan is on her own. She's single. Uh, and so she decides to take singing lessons because she was so good in the opera before she, you know, set fire to that covenant where she found a new lover. Do we know her birthday? Uh, no, only in 1673. Damn, I would love to know her sign. Probably a fucking Leo. You think so? She's an attention whore like me. Ah. Don't you think? But she always needs to be around someone. Mm, maybe I wonder what Gemini? that is. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But okay. Anyway, so she decides to take singing lessons, and in her singing lessons, she meets her new lover named. <laughs> Stop that. I'm sorry. Named <laughs> the Venard, who fancied himself as a singer as well. Oh, okay. So she decides she's like, "You sing, I sing. Let's go back to Paris together." And so when they go back to Paris together, Mupon went to visit her old lover, the Count, but not to go get dick. She goes to be like, "Hey, Zaddy." You're part of royalty. Can you help arrange a pardon for me because I'm sentenced to death for this covenant fire and you have pool with the royals and the judges. And so 
Wait, what happens when you're sentenced to death? I like, thought they then you kill get, you. If you get caught, they were going to hang her, but she didn't get caught. Oh. So she like sneaks back into Paris and is okay. like, hey, Zaddy, can you help me? Yeah. And the Count has some royal pool. So he was like, look, I'm going to see what I can do. Just stay out of trouble while you're here and let me like figure the sitch out and see if I can get you pardoned. For sure. So she's like totally using this guy. Good for her. Get hers after all those years. He was like having sex with her when she was underage. Yeah. So Mupon is like staying undercover with the Venard, her new lover, and they decide to audition for the opera and Thenard was hired immediately, except his one condition was that Mupon also had to be allowed to audition, even though she was like wanted for murder uh, and setting a fire. And the opera was like, okay, fine. We'll let her audition. And she's fucking incredible. And they're like, great. You're both hired. And by the age of 18, she found herself at as a member of one of the world's greatest musical companies in Paris, all because her boyfriend was like, it's either both of us or none of us, which is some real ride or die shit. Right. And Mupan was like a player and she's like, wow, bitches really fall for me all the time. So yeah. I'm just going to like use this to my advantage. Yeah. Also, it is said that La Mupan had a near photographic memory and rarely needed to read her lines once before committing them to memory. I wish I'm really bad with lines. Are you memorizing lines often i mean when we have to like host shit oh yeah do you just make it your own though sis um uh, but mm, i get nervous you should take some htp5 for that what it's a pill that helps your memory and fish oil really <sighs> anyway okay back sorry. to mupon Meanwhile, with the help of her new opera status and her old buddy, the Count, with the connections, she was pardoned by Louis, the whatever number we're at at this point with the king. Okay. And went on to become a star of the opera, appearing all in all the opera's major productions as the star. Okay. And at first, she was a soprano and fought to let women sing lower as altos. She's like, I don't want to be a shrill lady. Let me find my base like Lady Gaga. Yeah. So she was like pretty um, important in the opera scene for letting women sing lower. Like she started that movement. Wow. Right? So due to Mademoiselle de Mupon's beautiful voice and her acting skills and her androgynous attire, she became quite popular with the audience. Okay. And, uh, you know, with all of that beauty and talent, she got into a couple of affairs with some of her fellow actor and actress uh, opera co-workers. Okay. She famously beat one of the most famous singers, Louis Gerard Dumens. And stole his pocket watch after he was pestering women of the troupe. So this guy was like fucking with all the women in the opera. And she Uh was like, "Uh uh-uh, little boy. And supposedly she met him in an alley one day after work, after they were singing opera, and beat the shit out of him. (gasps) And took his pocket watch. And then the next day, (laughs) when this dude shows up to work, and everyone's like, oh my God, why do you have black eyes? He's like oh, these big dudes jumped me in an alley. She pulls out the pocket watch and was like, oh, really, bitch? Some dudes beat you up? And she, like, dangled the pocket watch and was like, beg for forgiveness and for your watch back. And supposedly this really famous singer got on his knees and apologized to all the women of the troupe. Wow. So she was, like, protector mama bear. Yeah. Like, yes, she was using violence to get all this Yeah, yeah. She had some... She had some fucked up ways, honestly. She had some fucked up ways, but I feel like back in the day, what choice did she have? True. 
this man shows up to set and she pulls out a watch and is like, you're late. <laughs> pulls out his, his watch. watch. <laughs> um, she also had a legendary duel of wits with her lover, Thvenard, the one that she joined the opera with. Okay. And was the talk of Paris one night when during a show they were having a spat and when they were doing a scene, she bit his ear so hard that it almost came off. <gasps> Like some real Mike Tyson. Yeah, shit. she's a little rough around the edges. She's scrappy. Yeah. Like, where's her dad? <laughs> yeah. Um, she also fell in love with uh, another one of her female singer co-stars. Love it. And the female singer had to choose between her or this like famous dude, Dutch guy, and the female singer chose the male, of and course. so our girl Mupon tried to commit suicide. Oh no! We don't know how, but we know that it wasn't successful. Okay, so that's good. Yeah, that's really She's, sad. That's like a bit of a dark time in her life. Okay, it seems like people really fall for her, and she also really falls for people. I feel like though. The only two examples we have of her really falling for people are women. With women. Because the men, she's been, like, using a lot of right. guys, you know, like, needed status, mm-hmm. needed, you know, to be pardoned, needed, yes. like, to go, like, start a new life. But anybody she's had, like, like, she set fire for this other woman and I then... Set fire! Literally. To the nun. And then wanted to... Yeah. Like, not be alive anymore for this yeah. other woman. And it seems to, like, that's a, such a good point. She's also in her 20s at this point, And I feel like everything is so heavy yeah. in those days. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, the most in love I ever thought I was was in high school. No shit. And, like, oh, my God. It was just everything. And, like, I've definitely been in those moments of, like, I don't want to be alive if I can't be with this person. But time heals oh my gosh all motherfucking yes i was legit like my first girlfriend i thought like this is it what how old were you is 17 oh my god legit i was like this is the person i'm gonna be with here's the thing oh i look now and i'm like you laugh right i look at it fondly like oh like how cute but also your emotions and fucking hormones are just so high at that age like I cannot tell you, dear listener confidants, how much you will change between the age of high school and fucking even just every year from high school to even till this year. I'm still changing this person. Your life is not going to start Mm -mm. until your late 20s. And they just changed the age of average happiness to be 36. Love it. From 30, they moved it up six years. I... I want to be 32 so bad. Oh, well, you're 27. I'm 28. 28. I just turned 29. You're older than me. No, It doesn't feel like it. No. Because you have your shit so much more together. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Oh. And more Instagram Honestly, followers. I'm just going to, I'm just going to let, I'm going to take that because we you know should. I don't. But no, that's not true. I truly believe in my heart and soul. Oh. Um, okay. So basically after she like got her mental energy and strength back together. <gasps> that's my my oh, instacart should i go get it jasmine entertain <laughs> the it. people go get it okay hi guys Tell um story. all right so <laughs> i don't really have a story Tell my first girlfriend. okay my first girlfriend um she was really thank you thanks she was sweet honestly um i'm trying to think when's oh kelsey got kelsey got 
Kelsey got that food. I'm just getting my hard-boiled eggs. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I've never ordered hard-boiled eggs like that. What? I always make my own. Oh. You're going to eat all of these? Not all of them. Just like one. Can I eat one while we film or is that gross? Whatever. It's my podcast. I can do whatever I want. You can. Okay. So this is about to be ASMR real fucking quick. What did you say about your girlfriend? I can't listen to this. Oh my God. Okay. No, no, no. Eat it. Eat it. No, I won't. Eat it. No, eat it. Eat it. We're almost done. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I can't listen. We're almost done, dear Sorry. It's like one of those things when I, I like can't listen to chewing. Mesophonia or whatever it's called. I don't know. I call it. I will literally punch you in the throat. Oh my God. We don't want, you're turning into Mupan with your violence. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So, ew, but you can That's do that. That's what it would sound like. But you can fucking do that, you sicko. That's what it would sound uh, like. Okay. <clears throat> so, after our girl Mupan got her shit together, mental energy back together, okay. she was popping off in her career in her late 20s, and she's in Paris being a star, and she goes to attend this court ball okay and she shows up in a motherfucking tuxedo oh full men's clothes love it and she's dancing around being a hoe and all of a sudden decides to tongue kiss a young woman (gasps) on the dance floor which apparently was a huge insult and no one could believe she did it so publicly and three men three noblemen at the court's ball challenged her to a duel and she told each of them yeah bitch meet me outside how about that? And she fought all of them at once and beat them all. all. Shut up. But given that Louis, the whatever number we're on, had outlawed duels and he had already pardoned her, he was like, bitch, I already gave you a chance. She had to flee to Brussels. Okay. So she went to Belgium, which isn't far from France. So like, again, she wasn't trying that hard. She was like, eh, let me just like disappear for a little bit. Right. Um, she wow. found a lover there. Uh, he was the elector of Bavaria. So like, again, high royalty male. Yeah, she's really getting in there. Yeah. So he found her, though, to be a little bit too much to handle. Heard that before. You don't say. After she stabbed herself on stage with a real dagger during a performance which is some jewels ass and euphoria shit yeah i love the commitment and he offered her forty thousand francs to leave him alone <gasps> apparently she threw the coins at his feet and stomped off to madrid drama she to was madrid. like i don't want your fucking money i'll just fucking leave Mm-mm. again doesn't want men yeah, yeah. She really doesn't seem to attach. Yeah, she's like, bye. She didn't even take his money. So I thought this was a really funny story. She like didn't have anything to do when she's in Madrid. So uh-huh. she decides to get hired as a lady's maid. Again, uh-huh. trying to surround herself with women. Oh, wow. Uh, to a countess whom she did not like so much that one night before a grand ball, she was dressing the countess up and she was doing her hair and she put radishes in the countess's hair and she couldn't see them. So everyone at the ball saw that this bitch had radishes in her hair and she fired Mupon and sent her back to Paris. <laughs> you know what'll get her? Radishes. <laughs> Aren't radishes like stinky? No, no, not that I know of. Oh, well, that's really. But funny. I've only seen radishes. I don't even know if I've seen one in real life. I feel like they put radishes in street tacos. No, uh, you've never seen one in real life. What do you mean? I don't think I have. 
I've only seen one in a painting in my mom's kitchen. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think I've seen Wait, a radish. Let me Google what a radish. I know looks what they like. look like because of the painting. You've seen a radish. I don't think I've ever seen a radish. Yes, you have. In real life. Look, cut up. They look like red on the outside and white on. That's a radish. <laughs> they put them in street tacos. <laughs> I've never had, I don't even know. If You've I've, never had a street taco? I don't think so. Jasmine, I cannot with you right now. We cannot dive into this. <laughs> this is a whole nother podcast. You psycho. Okay. So she put the radishes in the bitch's hair. And the bitch was like, go back to Paris. Bye, Felice. Right. So she was like, okay, I'm going back to Paris. And at this point, she goes back to Paris and she falls in love with Madame La Marquise de Florensac. Love it. Who was known at that time in Paris as the most beautiful woman in France. Wow. Yeah. I mean, um, it's kind of a shame that she fell in love with the most beautiful person in France because like she probably wants to be a little low key. Yeah. Cause and she, she was like dueling. She was making out was with girls. Wealthy, well connected, like yeah. was the talk of town. Yeah. But they were together and they, they decided to leave Fran- uh, Paris because they were so shunned upon okay. that they went back to Brussels because Mupon was like, I was in Brussels chilling for a while and no one bothered me about being gay and shit. Yeah. So they went to flee Brussels for several years, three years exactly okay. until our beautiful Madame La Marquise de La Fransac died of a fever. Womp womp. This bitch, you mean to tell me she in her life set a fire and then died of being too hot? No, her lover. Oh. <laughs> it was like the karma. Still though. The karma jumped. So the lover dies. Left and her her money? Left her everything. But <laughs> she was too distraught to of carry course. on. So what does she do? She gives away all of her things and goes to live in a covenant back where the fucking nunnery where she started. Really? So she goes all the way back to a covenant. And at the age of 33, she dies in a covenant and she was supposedly so shunned upon for her gayness and evil in the sight of God that her body was cast upon rubbish heap and she has no grave. <gasps> oh. So Mao Pan, a gay icon, mm-hmm. lived back in it. That's some twisted shit, though, that she went back to a covenant. Honestly, okay. She was, she was going, she probably needed like a therapy she session. She was traumatic. Yeah, yeah she went through a trauma. lot. Do you think maybe she was like, my one female lover died, so I'm going to go back to like my roots and try and like repent or like yeah it sounds like she was trying it was either two things one she was trying to make things right or two she was trying to make things comfortable mm. like she was there before she knows what they're yeah. like and everything like and maybe that. she went back like you said because there's a bunch of queers there yeah and she was like this is gonna be my space yeah but 33 is such a young age to die it really is it, they don't say how she died some assume fever or sickness but there was no like mysterious circumstances but also the fact that they just threw her body on like a pile of garbage which makes me wonder if they had something to do with it. I know. That's messed up. Yeah. So all in all, it is said that La Mupan 
killed 11 men in total with her sword to steal their women. So I would like to crown La Mupin as the original Mr. Steal Your Girl. Wow. And that, Jasmine, is our hoe throughout history. This is crazy. Isn't it crazy that you don't hear about this shit? Yeah. Like, why the fuck do I care about King Louis the first through 75 whatsoever when we've got, like, crazy-ass stories like this it just would have been cool to at least know that this was an option to learn about yeah you know like if the teacher was like hey i'm not going to teach you this but there's this there here's this and i feel like there was a book there was a some like shakespearean type guy wrote a book about her and they actually banned anyone from reading it because it had such gay undertones for a while of course but it wasn't until like 2003 when someone finally rewrote the book and there was like a maybe a movie made but still we don't give enough attention to these hoes Mm -hmm. literally like i feel like our last girl matahari also wasn't given enough she was great. Right? Someone yeah. sent me a picture that they saw her wax figure in a Ripley's Believe It or Not wax museum or something. No. Yeah. Wow. So she's out there. It's like, it's just like these last two stories. Um, the thing that fucks me up the most is that their their stuff starts so young. Yeah. Like they're expected to be full ass women. Yes. Functioning women uh-huh. at like... 14 and 15 right and like in france which was supposed to be more of a like high fluent society type country yeah. i mean like i don't know if maybe her father just wanted her to have a good life so he was like hang out with all these royalties but like where you know she didn't have a mom it sounds like right. like who yeah. knows what and that's what the last one too yeah her mom ran away right yeah yeah it's like circumstantially there's probably a lot of trauma that For comes sure. from like your parents and shit but it seems like you know she had the taste of the good life with her fame with the opera like she was famous she had money at points in time in her life but it seems like underneath it all she was just kind of like this rough around the edges yeah street smarts kind of makes me sad for them yeah so she is considered to be by the history books bisexual yes i wonder what we would consider her today as like someone who dressed so androgynously yeah yeah because i wouldn't call her butch maybe like gender fluid yeah Ooh, a bisexual gender fluid yeah i like that for her yeah for sure because she didn't she doesn't seem like she cared a lot no of being like referred to like no you have to call me ma'am how do you feel about the term tomboy um i think it's a little outdated i think so too i was called a tomboy my whole life growing up yeah i also dressed i'm making air quotes like a boy and i had a short um pixie like blonde bowl cut yeah and like i would often get mistook mistaken mistaken for a boy yeah. when i would go out and my nanny said that she would all constantly having to be like it's a girl interesting she's a girl yeah and i just wonder yeah i feel like it's i don't know whenever i think of tomboy one i think of more of it being a, f- a style preference yeah um and then two i think of it being just like outdated style style is so fluid yeah. and people associate it so much with your like sexuality that i'm like yeah i guess too like we're seeing it more now with people like you know 
um, Jonathan Van Ness yeah. and um, who else? What's the guy from Pose? <sighs> Billy? Yeah, Billy Porter uh-huh. and uh, who else is the other person I'm seeing? But we're seeing more and more celebrities now who are men, or, you know, identify as men that aren't afraid to wear like I a think skirt Jonathan is um, non-binary. Oh, is he? Yeah, is they. Yeah. Does he still go by he? I think they. They. But I could be wrong. Huh. But I thought I saw that they out? were. Yeah, Jonathan maybe. Van Ness, non-binary. Yeah, came yeah. out in June. Yeah. Go off. Mm-hmm. Cute. Yeah. Well, I think I it's... wonder when that'll be transitioned into the show. Yeah, because if... they already filmed this season. Yeah, I wonder. Anyways. Um, anyways, and I think like we're seeing a lot more, you know, women identifying people wearing tuxes. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's been around Janelle Monet's been on that shit forever. for years. Yeah. Uh, and I think if anything, like you're someone who also wears whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And I think I wish... Like we were uh, given the choice at a younger age for to, sure. to dress however you want. Yeah, like, let your fucking kid pick their own outfit. Yeah, it hard. doesn't matter. Like even if they walk out in a fucking parka, who cares? You rock that parka. You rock the parka, honey. Um. Okay, that does it for this, this week's episode. Thank you so much, Jess, again Thank for being you. here. You guys loved that last episode of Host Throughout History so much. We had never gotten so much engagement and feedback for an episode this season. I loved so we it. we hope you guys love this. We hope, Jazz, you will come back for yes. more. We'll try and make this a fun little segment thing that we do. Maybe we can have someone join us, too. Ooh, that might be cute. Ooh, cute. Maybe not. Maybe we just keep it between us because we love ourselves. Maybe. Um, don't forget to rate this on iTunes. It really does help. Five stars or don't rate it at all because I'm very sensitive and I can't take that. <laughs> uh, don't forget to follow us at ConfidentlyPod on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us <gasps> at ConfidentlyInsecurePodcast confidently at gmail.com. Dot com. Love it. Or if you feel like you have someone you want me to interview, I've gotten a lot of great suggestions via email, so please keep on sending. Uh, and don't forget to check out how to go and use that discount code HOYEAH for 10% off your order. And we will see you next week. Bye, Confidant. Bye.